Welcome back to I Hear Design, our INS podcast series. My name is Adrienne Thompson, your host, as well as associate editor for INS. For those who have been following along with our podcasts, you know that within the past year, we've continued to discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected different markets. And today we're going to expand on that topic by including healthcare into the mix. The pandemic really brought healthcare to the forefront and top of both local and global agendas. And that includes of course, in the A&D industry. So here to chat with us about healthcare industry's future is Angela Crum, and she is a licensed interior designer with Callison RTKL's healthcare studio, who has years of experience under her belt in this field. Angela, thank you so much for joining me for today's conversation. Great. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of it. Absolutely. You know, it's great to meet you and kick us off with this topic. Of course, I think it's been at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Um, we're definitely ch charting the new territory here when it comes to healthcare design, just because the pandemic has resulted in the healthcare landscape to really change at an accelerating rate. So to start our conversation off, you know, from your experience, what would you say the pandemic has recently taught the A&D industry about healthcare design and just how it affects patients and staff in general? So first of all, I think we're still learning but overall, COVID has really shown us the necessity for not only really highly cleanable environments, which has seemed to be the focus, but also really highly adaptable environments that are designed to flex not only in their use and purpose, but even in scale to accommodate things like patient surges, which we definitely saw throughout the pandemic. It's been really interesting to look at our current healthcare design best practices for creating these highly cleanable environments, especially related to infection prevention. From an interior designer standpoint, we provide design considerations like integral code base, coved corners, welded seams, and non-porous surfaces. These are all pretty much the standard nowadays. And it was interesting to see that these construction methods, in addition to the cleaning protocols that hospitals already have in place, you know, they just weren't enough. The more we learned about how COVID was spread, how easily and quickly it spread, we needed to do more. So to prevent the spread, I think we all saw the integration of boundaries like the acrylic panels mm -hmm. and reduced access to certain amenities. But boundaries and designing for distance, they don't really lend themselves well to creating these highly adaptable environments that were needed. So I think COVID's really challenging the healthcare design industry to move past this focus on finishes and cleaning methods or temporary barriers and looking at how thoughtful design can really influence occupant behaviors within their environments in order to improve health and staff efficiency. Right, and you know, all of those things you highlighted, like you said, they're short-term solutions. Um, and they were good for a while, but looking ahead, you know, what are some of these adaptations you see the healthcare industry taking further? I know, um, for example, something else that's become really popular, I feel like is telemedicine um, and consolidating different services into a singular building. So just expand your thoughts on some of those longer term solutions you might be seeing? Yeah, you know, from the start, we saw a lot of our clients taking immediate action with the resources they had at hand 
And that's when we saw the integration of those acrylic partitions and socially distanced furniture. They really started to increase signage. So that started to influence circulation paths, especially at entry points and elevators. And facilities made changes to their, their operations. Those were immediate actions taken. And then we saw stuff focused more on process. So to support staff consolidating areas where they can use them for supply and equipment storage, transforming console and conference rooms into staff PPE changing areas. You referenced telemedicine, which is just a huge beneficial process improvement, such a great technology for promoting the collaboration between patients and healthcare professionals especially allowing physicians to extend their reach more efficiently and safely with, you know, less physical content. Mm -hmm. Now we saw, you know, the market start to respond as well from the manufacturing side. I think most healthcare designers can relate that we were receiving a lot of emails really promoting products that can help combat the spread from the furniture industry, we saw manufacturers making solid surface a priority and a standard on high-touch surfaces. You know, we saw hospitals pulling all their natural wood from facilities since it requires, um, or the increased cleaning protocols can actually create infection control issues when the finish breaks down. From the MEP side, the integration of UV lighting being installed into existing facilities it has a very specific spectrum range to kill viruses and bacteria on all surface types. And this has you know, no impact to the quality of light and it works continually, it's just a really great technology. On the medical equipment side, we saw manufacturers responding, developing new products in the form of portable towers that provide an increased amount of emergency outlets and medical gas outlets that can expand the capabilities within an existing infrastructure during patient surges again. And then really on an even larger scale, really creative solutions, we saw creating mobile healthcare solutions where they were repurposing shipping containers into private patient rooms that can act as airborne isolation rooms. So just in the short term, seeing how quickly the industry responded, starting with you know, acrylic barriers and expanding to mobile patient room technology. It's just really amazing. Right. You know, I think even now they have um, a vaccination bus of some sort that they're taking around to give out vaccinations, expanding that mobile healthcare even further. And mm -hmm. it's just crazy. You know, I think we're getting to the, I don't know the date specifically, but we're getting to the year anniversary of when the whole first national lockdown took place. And it's just crazy, like you said, from barriers to where it's at now. Um, how quickly the market has adapted to these changes. And like you said, just the material specification alone, I'm sure has been a huge change for interior designers like yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, from a long-term perspective, do you see um, a lot of these trends lasting or fading in the healthcare market, you know, from signage to barriers to telemedicine? Do you um, think these things are going to continue to last or? <laughs> relax over the years. Yeah. You know, when I, when I think of a trend, I think of something that fades out and comes back in 20 years, like bangs or skinny <laughs> jeans, but all these developments, you know, they happened over such a short period. They were solutions that were implemented 
all with the same goal in mind to control and spread or control and prevent the spread of infectious diseases. But I don't think all facilities have or will have the same access to some of these resources or some of these newer technologies. So although some will fade, I think infection prevention protocols will only become more stringent in the years to come. So they'll remain in concept to some capacity. Fair enough. And you know, in five or 10 years from now, let's say you walk into your average hospital, describe to me some of the new standards and elements that you expect to see within this healthcare space. Um, what kind of modern facility uh, upgrades might it include? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, we've seen this shift to all pa private patient rooms. That's pretty much become the standard nowadays. They improve satisfaction and safety, but I think we'll see them start to include more technology, including telemedicine within the room to improve collaboration between the patient and their family who's in the room with them, with their clinicians. I think patient rooms will also be designed as acuity adaptable, meaning that they're built with the increased infrastructure up front to accommodate a general med surge patient, or they can flex to become an ICU. We'll also see an increase in the number of isolation rooms, which I think we all know we're in such short supply at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So this adaptability, it may cost more upfront, but it allows a couple of rooms or even an entire patient floor to pivot in the times of crisis. Outside of the patient room, the industry, I think we'll also see a focus on circulation and flow. I've mentioned it just a little bit before about how we can influence behaviors within a space. And this is such a great example. In healthcare, circulation is considered more of an actual space rather than a path of travel. We have required widths that we have to accommodate for equipment and functions. And we intentionally design the routes that the public staff or support processes use, we refer to those as onstage and offstage. So understanding these flows, I think will become even more critical post-pandemic, especially at building entry points. There'll be bigger discussions and considerations taken to accommodate areas with more one-way flow, especially at entries to avoid disease transmission. And then some of those MEP technologies we talked about, um, that are pretty popular right now, the UV lighting or the upgraded filters. I think those will be pretty much become a standard, at least in certain areas. HVAC systems will continue to become more effective and efficient in infection prevention, especially as we learn more about the ongoing impacts of the pandemic. Definitely. And I'm happy you kind of touched on all the different elements within this space. Um, you know, it sounds like technology, of course, is going to continue to filter its way into all kinds of interior environments, um, especially healthcare through that telemedicine. Um, and, you know, just to bounce off of that and all these ideas you've shared, is there any projects you're currently working on that kind of highlight some of these examples you've shared with us? 
Sure. I mean, there's going to be so many challenges the industry is going to continue to face as a result of, of COVID. And we have seen a lot of integration of new technology and telemedicine within rooms. But something very specific to COVID that I think is going to be an even bigger challenge is related to mental health. Since you know COVID, it's no surprise that the rates of anxiety and depression have increased. I think we've all seen it personally in our own lives, contributed to stress and related to you know, living in isolation at home. And the news has highlighted the, the burnout of frontline workers and so many more. But the focus on mental health, I think, will really continue to be a, this huge challenge. You know, right now, I'm currently working on an inpatient mental health unit along the East Coast. And it's been really eye-opening to design this, proje this project, especially during the pandemic. I mean, COVID showed me personally the importance of community and personal interaction that I need to foster my own mental health. And that's one of the main influencers of this project. We're helping to create a safe environment for these individuals within a community of staff who work so hard to support their growth and mental well-being. Talking with some of my friends and colleagues who work in hospitals as frontline workers, you know, they're exhausted. They mentioned recently how nice it was to have a staff lounge with natural light and comfy chairs to rest in. And as designers, I don't think we fully understand the impact of our design decisions as simple as upholstered furniture that it has on the mental health of staff. So this focus on mental health, I think will also really start to influence more thoughtfully designed spaces for staff, not just patient areas to create these spaces of respite to help aid in their mental wellness, mental wellness as well. So just a really big challenge I think we'll have coming up post pandemic. Yeah, and I think it just shows how important um, human centric design is. And like you said, you know, healthcare environments, of course it's always patients first, but you know, staff needs to come to a very, very close second um, when designing these spaces. So going forward, taking in, like you said, you know, little things from the upholstery to the lighting and just how they really affect the space is gonna be important going forward. So I'm glad you shared that project specifically. Great. Well, Angela, thank you so much. You know, as 2021 enters pandemic recovery mode, I just wanna thank you for your expert insight into how it's affecting the healthcare industry now and into the future. So thank you again for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. It's a complex time to be a part of the healthcare industry with so many unknowns, but this challenge is it's also very exciting. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, maybe again in a couple of years, we can circulate back and see where it stands and how it's changed again. Um, as for those listening, you can always hear more topics on our I Hear Design podcast page. Otherwise, to our listeners, thank you for joining us for today's episode, and we hope to have you listen in again in the near future.